Hello, ladies, and welcome to episode number 50 of Marketing for the Underdog. I'm your host, Amanda. I'm just a weird Latina from the West Coast who loves Netflix, wine, and chocolate. My passion is helping women entrepreneurs, and my purpose is to teach coaches, personal brands, and leaders how to market their business. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm super excited because today I have a very special guest. Her name is Rachel from Gal Agency. She helps service-based business owners transform their email list into a profitable part of their business. With A-plus years experience ranging from professional sports teams, tech companies, nonprofits to online businesses, she can help create a strategy that fits your goals. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about three ways to stay consistent with your email marketing. If you want more information on how to work with Rachel, definitely check out the links in the description. Thank you. Like, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Um, uh, and I'm really glad you're actually my second guest uh, on this podcast episode. Yes. So I'm super excited. I am so excited. I literally just spent an hour talking on clubhouse before this and i'm like on fire with email knowledge so i'm like mm. ready to keep talking about things email <laughs> i'm so jealous i so i haven't like been invited yet but i have the app so i'm like i don't know how you guys are getting these uh like how do you get in and stuff i already submitted my name and everything oh my god um, i will invite you i i got you right after okay this, you're in Thanks. we'll host a room together let's do it <laughs> Yes, I'm excited. I'm like, I thought I got one, but then I didn't. And then I kept seeing it all around social media. So I was like, oh, let me just get the app. But then I didn't really know how to get it to like, the next level. Like, okay, how do I join and stuff? But yeah, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, totally. Cool. So just like as an icebreaker, what's uh, your favorite wine? Are you more of a red or a white wine drinker? Oh my gosh, I... I'm a total red person. Um, yes, dry. I like the real dry, like can't breathe afterwards. Red wine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. What type? What type of wine though? Like Cabernet, Merlot, Pinot. Pinot Noir. I love Pinot. Um, the, absolutely my favorite. We are members of a few wineries here in Texas, so um, we go and get. I've made some nice friends at these places and they know not to give me any sweet wine or else I will not be a member anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love Pinot too. I love like the smooth wines, but yeah, mm-hmm. I do like dry wines too, but yeah, I definitely agree. I do not like sweet wines. I'm like, if I wanted something sweet, I would have like candy or like dessert right. or something, exactly. you know? Exactly. I'm not going to um, waste so it that's on my a- wine. <laughs> exactly or like you know dessert wine is good too but it's not something that I would go out of my way to like get you know yeah totally totally okay so what are you currently watching on Netflix or any streaming services oh my gosh I am so far behind on this (laughs) so I just started watching the Mandalorian um that like Mm. new star wars baby yoda thing um Mm -hmm. and so i literally just started season one but i was always like where's this baby yoda meme coming from (laughs) because it was everywhere and now it like makes sense but so i'm watching that and then i just finished sabrina the teenage witch on netflix because it's so Mm. good 
yeah I haven't got into either of those I've seen Sabrina on Netflix but I'm I don't know why I just lately just been sticking to old stuff I think it's because I feel like I've watched so much YouTube last year I'm sorry yeah. uh, Netflix mm-hmm. I'm like uh, how do I get into a show you know what I mean like I've been re-watching Schitt's Creek um I don't know if you've seen that one it's super funny yeah, um, I've been but, I've been putting that on when I'm just like eating and need to kind of watch. But my go-to is always Gilmore Girls when I'm like, I don't. Yes, want to <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I don't want to. I just want to laugh. That's mine. I just yes. put Gilmore Girls on. <laughs> exactly. I've kind of been in that same mode where I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna put on something that I know because it's so much easier to like absorb when I'm like doing something versus totally. like watching a whole new show and like I have to sit there and look at it. But yeah, I definitely want to check out Sabrina, um, the Teenage Witch. So I'll have to check that out soon. Um, and lastly, what's your favorite music genre to like get hyped to while working from home? What's your like oh go to? Oh my gosh. You- <laughs> I, that's so difficult. So when I'm working, I have to listen to like really smooth jazz in order to stay mm. focused. But I have like a, any small win of my like business, I put on like Latin music, like reggaeton yes, and uh, yes. all of that. And that's my like, <laughs> celebration music. So anytime I have a small win or something good happens, I put it on and have like a little two minute dance party. Um, totally. That's, those are my two, but it's polar opposites. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. No, I totally agree. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're both Latina. So um, I'm like always listening to everything. I'm so happy that like my husband, he doesn't get upset when I change the music to like reggaeton and then rap. And then like, I'll put some jazz like it's so random. And he doesn't complain. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, that is Uh, so funny. (laughs) So I love that. Awesome. Okay, well, um, just uh, wanted to recap a little bit. So, you know, I'm really excited about this topic because um, we're a lot of my clients are kind of confused about the difference between using social media and email marketing. But I've said it before, and social media is a rented land. But one of the reasons why I love social media is not only to, you know, make connections, but to drive traffic to a freebie. That way you get that email and you have your ideal client interested in your product. And this is something I even help my clients with too. But, you know, one of the things I'm guilty of is um, not being on top of my email marketing. I sometimes forget to send emails about new stuff. And I'm just excited to have you on here because um, I know that's what you specialize. And I can't wait for you to share all this gold. So are you ready? Yes, I'm so ready. Perfect. Let's Let's get started. So. Today, we're going to be talking about three ways to stay consistent with email marketing, but can you explain what you do and what's your background? Sure. So I love to refer to myself as a corporate escapee. Mm -hmm. So I spent eight years in the corporate world doing like marketing strategy, campaign development, um, email marketing, all of that stuff. So I come from like so many years of like different industries, Mm -hmm. nonprofit, tech world. I worked for um, a professional basketball team and did all of their marketing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I bring a lot of like enterprise level um, marketing Mm -hmm. to small businesses, service-based businesses. And 
really help them take these strategies that I've learned and implement it in a way that like helps them work smarter and not harder. Cause I think Mm -hmm. it's all the dream to like build a business, but we all know that you have to wear like 7 million different hats Mm -hmm. in order to make it super successful. So, Mm -hmm. um, part of what I do is help help take that like overwhelm of email marketing and shift it into this like really powerful, profitable tool for your business. Mm -hmm. Um, It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with email marketing. It's such a weird thing. I totally can nerd out about it. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah, It just flows out of me. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I have the same feeling about, you know, marketing in general, like, I'm like, social media is great and everything, but there's like so many other subtopics, you know, like email marketing, video marketing and stuff like that. And it kind of like all goes together with social media, you know, because you want to use, you want to use social media to drive traffic to your website or drive traffic to your email list. You know, Um, I feel like a lot of people forget about that type of stuff. So I'm glad that we kind of touched upon it. But yeah, I think it's awesome. We kind of have similar backgrounds. I worked in corporate marketing as well. Um, and I did everything, you know, like you have to like plan out your sequences like a month in advance and, you know, you have to stay on top of events and stuff because if certain things get canceled, you know, you have to cancel that email or, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to add, you want to send this email to like another list, then you have to like go back and do that, you know? So corporate marketing is so much fun, but it's so overwhelming too, because it's like, uh, there's so much to keep on top of. So I love that you both have that experience. Um, why should, uh, female entrepreneurs be using female marketing? So, okay. So I want to kind of drop back to the whole social media thing. Cause like you said, it all connects back together. And Mm -hmm. this is really that like why behind email marketing and the fact that if you're looking at, everything in general of your business like if you've heard of the no like and trust factor I want to separate in a visual standpoint like your social media should be your no and like and then Mm -hmm. you build the trust with your email list and so it's all so important that it fits well together like you shouldn't be doing one without the other Mm -hmm. Um, because it wouldn't make any sense. You have to do them together in this beautiful, cohesive way. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't have the email list and they're missing Mm -hmm. that like trust aspect. And Mm -hmm. so it's so important, especially when like, I mean, social selling is huge. People do it in the DMs. Mm -hmm. They make these big conversion numbers just by, having conversations but the actual like root of it is the relationship and that trust Mm -hmm. aspect and when it comes to email marketing you're really able to like build that relationship and not everybody Mm -hmm. is going to be ready when they first interact with you whether they're sending you a dm or whether they're hopping onto your email list, like you have to nurture them and really engage them to the point where then they'll take action when they're ready. And that's Mm -hmm. one of those things with email marketing is that you can curate that experience to speed it up a little bit by educating through sequences and, you know, putting your best foot forward compared to 
social media, you may be posting about new things every other day and they're not really getting the clear picture. You're not answering all of their questions at once. And they're kind of getting this like sporadic engagement with your business. Mm -hmm. And like, let's imagine if somebody joined your audience on social, if you're like in the middle of launching something or sending something, like how chaotic is that? Like, mm-hmm. they're like, I just met you. Who are you asking me to do this and this and this for? Yes. So your email list really does like build on that relationship of when your contact is ready to purchase with you, not when you're ready. Yes, I love that. Um, I know, for instance, you know, even in my own business, I um, last year was sending out emails and stuff, and I stayed in contact with the people that said no. And through sending them emails that like, you know, informational uh, informational emails about like social media and stuff, they actually came back to me and were like, they wanted to hire me, you know, so even though it's like a no at first, um, just having their email and sending them, um, you know, hot topics or values, uh, tips and stuff like that. It really does build rapport and like that trust, like no trust factor. And it's just because it's a no at the first email, it doesn't mean it's a no, you know, in 10 emails afterwards, you know, cause they'll be able to, um, feel like they know you. So. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And Like, especially if somebody were to join on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever, um, and you immediately sell to them, like you're potentially burning that bridge, Mm -hmm. like just because they're not ready, then you're kind of like putting an ugly taste in their mouth of like, this is what's important to me. So that nurture part of your business is so incredible. So when you kind of put that power in your email list to nurture them there and convert them in that sense. Like I will never tell you that you should only ever have an email list because those conversations in the DM, if done correctly are gold, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. But if you were to take all of that selling aspect out of your messaging and really just give somebody a like beautiful experience on social media, that's like, connection-based and educational, you're going to see a lot more people consuming it rather than people be like, oh, you're trying to sell to me, get away, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, So let's dive a little bit deeper. What's your first tip for everyone listening on how they can stay consistent with their email marketing? Yeah, so one you always get a little bit more committed to something when you have people to show up for. So Mm -hmm. you want to like actively be growing your email list. And like some of those ways, like it's not a burden. Like I want to show you, I'm going to talk about it. Like one of the best ways to grow your email list, but in order to be consistent, you have to have a reason why. And so Mm -hmm. one of the best ways that I kind of reframe that for people is saying like what is the purpose of like what is your selfish why like I always like to phrase it like that like what is your selfish why and why do you want to have an email list is it to have a more engaged audience is it to really sell out a particular program or an offering like what is the super super selfish reason because when you've aligned 
a part of your business so closely with your goals, you're able to commit to it a lot easier and you're not going to fall off when it gets hard and like you're able to show up more consistently in that Mm -hmm. way. And so it's like any tool you bring into your business, if it doesn't align with your business goals, it's going to fall off. Like it's going to be like, "Eh, no, thank you. So Mm -hmm. when you are able to commit with your business goals and then you have people that are like on your email list, you get more excited. So growing Mm -hmm. your email list and having it aligned with your goals is like two of the best ways for you to like really commit to showing up and it's not like a burden. So it makes you more Mm -hmm. consistent. So totally. Yeah. Um, I've also been talking a lot about personal branding and stuff and like what you're just saying, you want it to align with who you are, uh, your email marketing. And that goes in with personal branding because you can't have like your social media be one thing and then your email marketing do the other. So it should be like, you know, the same topics, you know, or follow up or, you know, more information Uh, on social media. You can make a post about if you want to know more about this, join this email list and then you'll give dive into deeper um, stories and stuff like that. So I love the whole alignment thing because it really ties into personal branding and it ties into people knowing you and stuff because you don't want to just be talking about random stuff on different like channels like social media totally different topic and then your email list is like totally different topic you know so I love that yeah and I definitely think streamlining your content with your social media like your email content it's like the one of the biggest questions people have is like well I don't even know what to send to my email list and um I'm always like well what do you how do you plan your your social content like It's mainly just a mental block. Like all you have to do is walk it in a different direction in the sense that um, if you reframe it and say, how do I make three pieces of content out of this topic I'm going to talk about? It Mm -hmm. allows you to really create more content that aligns with like your business goals. So taking a, like a social post, framing it into a, like, so really like taking that social content and saying, okay, I'm going to talk about time management today Mm -hmm. and flipping it and saying, how do I long form this out? How do I make this a blog post that I can incorporate into my email that I can link out into that I can flip into a short form that then is my social post. So it's Mm -hmm. like, we're all starting in the right direction here. Like what we're doing is just needs to be flipped a little backwards. Like don't start with your social post, take that idea and then flip it into a long form, a medium form, and then a short form. Mm -hmm. And you have the exact same piece of content. Yes. Just in three different places of your business. And everybody's getting the same experience. So Mm -hmm. um, that's the best way. It's like really staying consistent. Yeah. And then to just kind of piggyback off what you just said, um, it's also important to know, um, I feel like this is a little bit TMI for uh, other people, but if depending on how far you are in your business, but I think that um, it also depends on, you know, some people they use, they look at their emails like every day, or some people they use social media every day, or maybe they'll only time block 
you know, 30 minutes of social media at the end of the day. So sometimes they not, might not actually be even seeing your content, but then they'll see your email and they'll kind of know, oh, okay, this is what she's talking about. And it kind of all relates to the same thing because everyone, they use um, <clears throat> different mediums differently, right? Like yeah, totally. people are more so checking their email and stuff. Um, but if they're already in your inbox or you're in their inbox, then um, and they're seeing the same type of content on social media, they're like, oh, okay, I, I know what she's talking about. She just phrased it a little bit differently, you know, and that's good because it's also a reminder. Um, but then again, it also depends. So many people, they consume differently. Um, some people, they're, they might not even see that post that you made, but then they see your email, yeah. you know? That so. means social media only shows your audience, like only shows it to 10% of your audience, your posts. Exactly. And so if you're not connecting on that front, you're given another opportunity in a channel that they're like, you're able to build more trust off of. And mm -hmm. like, I'm a serial email saver. I save emails that I find educational and I will read it and then I'll save it. And that's how I like to consume content, even though mm -hmm. like I may get a hundred emails a day that are promo based or like educational. Like I know that there's like these few people that I, I really want to read their emails. So um, mm -hmm. totally, it's definitely however you consume it, but it gives your message a little bit more stickiness. If that exactly. makes sense. Like, yes. Love that. Awesome. So let's move on to your second uh, way to stay consistent with email marketing for those that are listening. Yeah. So let's go into like freebies and lead magnets. And this kind of crosses a little bit back into like, it kind of goes in a little bit more into like the social media aspect. Like if you don't know what you're going to be posting on social, what I always tell people is that when you're creating your freebie, what you should be doing is creating it in a way that can be plugged into various ways of your content on social. So if you're talking about time management and you have a planner of some sort, you can always put that as like a soft CTA so that you're consistently growing your email list. Mm -hmm. And once you have that, like you're able to use it as free content and say like, <clears throat> if you're struggling with time management, check out my free planner as a free resource or, you know, and pushing them in a direction that one, not only solidifies your audience onto a platform that you own mm -hmm. but it kind of gives you that excitement of like oh my my email list is growing and then you're more willing to commit to it um once you start seeing all these people on your email list and moving in that direction of like I'm going to curate content for them mm -hmm. yeah I just want to add to that I think that um you know, a lot of times people, they'll make a freebie and then they'll stop, you know, promoting it and stuff. And they'll just like promote it once and that's it. And I always tell my clients, like, you know, tell me what promo you want to have on social media and I'll promote like one thing a week. So like the Facebook group, um, the freebie offer, you know, because you can't just, um, you know, market it once and expect to get like 200 followers or 200 subscribers. You know, yeah, so exactly. it's all about it's an effort behind it. Exactly. So 
Um, I think it's super important. I always talk about that. I know one of the ways that I'm actually helping my client grow her email list is through Facebook groups. So like mm-hmm. one of the ways um, through my, the membership request, it asks for their email. And there's also other questions too. But um, yeah, I think that that's a good way to like grow your email list. Um, but I think that a lot of people, like I said, they forget that you have to keep promoting your freebie uh, to get people on your email list. So don't just like do it once and then expect to have 200 people on it, you know? So just, yeah. And it's like, in order to stay consistent with it, you have to be consistent with your messaging. So to consistently grow your email list, you have to do these things that work and showing up consistently because people aren't just going to go and find your freebie. You have to put it in front of them in a way mm-hmm. that feels like natural and organic and all of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I kind of, to kind of jump onto what you said about like a soft uh, call to action um, is what I do on like social media posts too. It's like, you know, we'll talk about something about like self-love or, you know, something like more positive because, you know, they're, they might be targeting, you know, female entrepreneurs and stuff. And then at the end, I'll be like, you know, PS, make sure to grab this uh, freebie, whatever the freebie is about, you know, so it's kind of like has a story. And then it shows you like what free resources you offer to help them. So I love that. Um, So lastly, uh, can you tell everyone that's listening, what's your final tip on how to stay consistent with email marketing? Totally. My absolute favorite tip is batching. It's Mm. like perfect for time management, for planning out your emails. You want to make sure that like, you're not like you're what I always say this thing and I kind of always get it wrong every time I say it's like you're supporting your future self because Mm. when you're batching emails helps you with like the time management standpoint and like the um, Mm -hmm. email planning side. And so you're really supporting like your future self here in the fact that like, Mm -hmm. we all know that sometimes there's good days and bad days. And there's days we feel productive and days that we don't feel productive. And when you're in that like high vibe kind of energy, and you're creating your content and just like pushing it out and all of that, when you're able to schedule out your content for three weeks at a time, and that's like the beauty of email marketing is that you can schedule newsletters, you can set up like automation so that it's like real time experience for them, but it's all automated with your newsletters, like showing up Mm -hmm. consistently for your email list doesn't mean every single week you have to do something. You can sit down and schedule four weeks worth of emails and you're done for a month. Like it's absolutely incredible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a thing that, is awesome, you know, that especially right now, um, we can send it, you know, when it's more convenient for us or when it's more convenient for the client, our ideal, you know, customer and stuff. Uh, so there's not really an excuse that you don't yeah. have time, you know, <laughs> you just have to like schedule in the time to send, to write the email, but then, you know, it'll, it can go at another time. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, right now, exactly. Right now, you know? And so. you're kind of creating less chaos in your business. If you're batching your content, Because if we use the strategy that we were talking about earlier and making one 
topic into three pieces of content. Like if you do that, you're essentially like scheduling out your content for social media, for your website, for your email list. And you're able to Mm -hmm. really like support yourself by taking all that burden off of being able to come up with that content real time and getting it all put together and scheduled and everything. Like it's so much better if you do it in advance. And like, I won't always say that I'm not going to say I always do that, but it is something that like, if I'm feeling inspired, (laughs) I can crank out three weeks of emails and schedule them out. And it's like, Oh, I'm so thankful I did that for myself because now I can go have coffee or I can go and, you know, log off an hour earlier on these days that I would typically be spending to create content. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. I think that, um, even like one of my strategies is um, to kind of test out content. I'll post it. And if I get good feedback, then I'll make a podcast episode or I'll make an email and send it out. So like I'll, I usually do like mini trainings on Instagram and stuff. And if I get like good attention from that, like really good feedback, um, I'll make that a podcast episode. So I think that's kind of exactly yeah. what you're saying. You know, you're, um, you're using email to your advantage um and kind of like what you said earlier about um i'm misquoting you about business um the future of your business what, what did you oh, say like i, I like um, how did supporting my your future self or which part okay yes yes that exactly you know you're supporting your future self um you know sometimes i think that um email marketing they it can be something where it's for warm leads you know and I think too many times we think of it as like for cold leads only um but it's also good to uh, use email to help you for the future for your business um so I love that aspect of like what you were talking about definitely and I honestly think like especially in in like Yes, in the sense of like, you're creating a consistent experience for your contact, but you're also like, creating like good behaviors for you as a business owner by like establishing, like, I mean, we all started our own business so that we can have more freedom and more flexibility and kind of break these molds. Yes. (laughs) And so when you make it Mm -hmm. more difficult on yourself by like waiting until the day before you're planning on sending an email to write it like you're kind of like taking that Mm -hmm. freedom away from yourself so um yeah you can definitely Mm -hmm. create much better success for your future self by planning content and scheduling it out and reusing pieces that worked really well for your business Yes, love that. Um, So just to quickly summarize um, this uh, podcast, we talked about alignment, right? Um, Which is people's selfish why. Um, And then we also talked about um, the email planning, like Mm -hmm. batching. And then the the other one you talked about is time management. Is that correct? Yes. I think we did talk about that one. Time management and then also. Do you want to expand? On time management? Yeah, yeah. So, or I don't know if you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's essentially, like, what we were talking about with the planning. Like, really making sure that, like, that yes. makes sense. Like, that what you're doing for your business is you're not 
making it harder for yourself, essentially. So using your time to give yourself more freedom in your business by like planning ahead and all of that. I mean, it just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, Thank you so much. Um, For the people that are listening, um, how are ways, what are some ways that, you know, you, um, they could potentially work with you in the future and stuff? Um, Do you want to do a little recap of um, your services and stuff like that? Yeah, so I help people with um, done for you services, but as well as well as like strategy. So there's a few different ways to work with Mm -hmm. me. you can do like one-on-one where I take over your platform. I take over your like execution and I implement all of these really beautiful strategies in the business for you. Um, also mm-hmm. you can figure out like we can do like um, strategy intensive. So if you have a block on like how to grow your email list, like let's get together and we will figure out how to create an action plan for you. Um, And like intensives are absolutely my favorite thing. It's just like 90 minutes of just rock solid strategy and it's so much fun. So you can connect with me either on Instagram or by going to my website. Um, You can book a call with me Mm -hmm. and we can connect because I absolutely think that everybody definitely can use a little bit of education on the email side and, and reduce <laughs> that burden because it's so much fun once you get into it. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Um, just on everything that you said, you know, um, the strategy behind it is I think what a lot of people are lacking because, you know, they know, okay, I need to send, you know, updates and stuff like that. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that come ahead of it, you know, you want to know your ideal client, like what's your ultimate goals, um, you know, things about um, your email list, like depending on how large your email list is or, or where they're even at in in the process of like the home, the, yeah. the journey, right? So some people, they could be at the journey of barely getting to know you or some people have been on your email list forever, you know? So there's so many different um, aspects of it. So I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I hope that you enjoyed this yes, experience. Yes, definitely. I really um, hope that I were able to help some people just reframe their email list from a checkbox, like on their to-do list into this like super mm-hmm. strategic part of their business because it's so powerful. You just have to tap into it. So this was so much fun. Um, maybe I'll come back on and talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I would love that. Um, So if you're listening to this podcast, definitely make sure to check out Rachel. Marketing for the Underdog is a weekly podcast where I will discuss social media, personal branding, marketing tips and strategies, mindset, and interesting stories about current events. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All my links are in the description. Make sure to leave a comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.